Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we're back. We are back, Will. We are on episode 38. We are two away from 40. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So what do we have on tap today? What's, what's shaking in the land well, of making money in the music business podcast? <laughs> I, well, you, you're the one with the guest, so I'll let you uh, introduce our our illustrious guest in a minute. Yes. But uh, before we get to that, I'll give you our music tip for the day. And it's basically uh, for those of you who create tracks, um, either whether it's for uh, commercial purposes or, or even just your, your, your recordings, your albums, everything uh, you need to have all of your metadata in your tracks. Mm-hmm. And when I say that it's nothing very crazy. It's real simple. All it is, is your name, your performing rights organization, uh, your publishing company, your label, and um, sometimes you can give uh, lyrics and sort of album info inside of it. But what it does, it when you pop a well, you pop a CD. I'm see how old I am. When <laughs> You're you, uh, old, Will, but yes, not when, you, when, you, <laughs> when you open up an MP3 file in any type of software, what it will do is have it'll have that information in the uh, track listing. And also for radio, it's for every every purpose. So um, also the other main main purpose of it is whenever you send a track to somebody, uh, if you're trying to get a deal with a label, you're trying to get placed in a library, whatever it is, they now have all your information. And if you put your contact information in that, then it's, it's even better because they can reach out to you. So otherwise, it's just a track sitting on the computer and no one knows who's it from. Right, so. right. Good tip. I, I think it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes when you hear the meta tags and you're like, oh, Lord, I got to put metadata. And that's just, you know, I know for me initially it was like, oh, Lord. But no, it is important. And, you know, when you see your little image pop up in the car, mm-hmm. those of us who still can pop CDs. Yeah. But even <laughs> MP3s and stuff. And, you you know, you see, how did my information pop up? Well, that's that's how it pops up. That's how they. I'll tell you the simplest way of doing it mm-hmm. is going into iTunes yep. and that's how I on your track, yeah. right click and do get info. Right. And then bam. And you can enter everything right there. Enter it right there. Yep. Very good tip. Another really good tip. I think people sometimes think there's just this wizard you know, there's this whiz that just makes <laughs> yeah, right. stuff appear. <laughs> oh, there's my name and image. No, you have to put that data in. So <laughs> yep. good tip. Well, I'm always, always so excited. I'm sorry. And I'm not really, I'm not faking guys when I, you know, get excited to introduce our guests because these are such cool, cool people. And this guest is no different. Um, just a, a quick very quick backstory before I let him tell all about himself. I had been listening to um, this particular producer, DJ, years ago. And, <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're when you a fan, you don't 
you don't ever imagine yourself working with the people that you love, right? So um, I was just all into it. And then years later, when it was time for me to do my album, My Own Skin, I had hooked up with Kari Simmons to, and he's like, yeah, my boy Darren is going to be with us, you know, co-producing. And I'm just like, all right, his boy Darren. But come to find out, it was like the night before I was flying out to the studio, Kari's like, yeah, you might know Darren. He's Daz IQ from, I'm like, oh, Oh my God, that's who I you know, used to be a major fan of Bugs in the Attic. And he's going to explain all that in a minute. But the crazy, I met him and even got to work with him and didn't even realize that was what was going on in my world. So he's fantastic. Welcome, Darren, Daz IQ, Benjamin, how are you? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's just so crazy. I don't even know how much I told you that story, but I was like, what? I'm going to be working with who? So yes. I don't see myself that way. I'm I'm so honored to have worked with you. Anyway, so you know, don't. <laughs> yeah, no. If you could just let our listeners know um, who you are, what you do, and what your you know your background is, um, all of that good stuff, that'd be awesome. Well, people know I'm more I'm more well known for being a part of a remix production crew called Bugs in the Attic. We've done uh, remixes for people like uh, Macy Gray, um, Amy Winehouse. Um, done stuff for um, for Masters at Work. Um, you know, labels like Virgin and and Sony and all those good good, good people and a lot more. I know I've left out a lot of stuff there in terms of that. Our, our music in terms of Bugs and Attic is very vast and wide among our crew. There's about nine of us in it. In it, but my my personal background. For me, uh, it started when I was five years old. Um, I know that my mom used to take me to parties um, uh, when I was five years. She couldn't find a babysitter, so she would take me to the parties. And, <laughs> and she used to, you know, around the time that around that time around that time she went to Labrador Grove, and that was a lot, very very much a party central. Every other house there was a, there was a party going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the GIs used to come to London as well, and they used to bring their they used to they used to DJ at these these um, these these parties. And I'm, you know, I used to and my mom just placed me with the DJ, and I was that's when I first got. You say, well, I've got my got me into into the music thing, you know. Instead of me getting candy, I would ask for a record, and my you know, I can remember my first record being Jackson Five, "I Want You Back," and from then on, I've been a collector of music. Gone to ninety. Gone to being the, the, the main DJ for my high school, for my for my for my um from 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 what from my, all my school years right up to my high school. Um, set up my sound system with my best buddy of um, more than forty years. We're still together. We played together at Nonial Carnival. Um, well, really got into production out of my buddy who went into sound engineering. I went to school of audio engineering. Um, uh, in London, and um, I fell in love with with the uh, S950, which is the Akai sampler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got the bug. I said, this is it. Unfortunately, but fortunately, I was made redundant for my job. They gave me a, they gave me a grip of money, you know. I bought my first set of equipment and with a partner of mine who I went to, went to the college, went to the School of Audio Engineering, engineering with, we put out our first record, um, which was, uh, if I remember rightly, was, you know, 
got really good reviews in Straight No Chaser as an independent mm-hmm. label. But, you know, it was the beginning. We were, we were learning as we went along. We said, how do you put our record now? And how do we... Uh, how, how do we put this on? We put on a DAT tape? Oh, yes, yeah, it was the days of DAT tape. That shows how old I am. Wow. <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right. DAT tape, give the DAT tape to to uh, who was going to master it. Yeah, it was all new. Everything was just new, on the fly, learning as we went along. And, of course, we got um, we got um, knocked, you know. We got, like, uh, we got bamboozled and hustled, you know, as as you do in the music business. If you're not hustled at least once, you're not in the music business, <laughs> you know. So um, how it is, yeah. You know, so for you know, so for me, you know, that, that went on to me working with different people. Uh, one of them being um, with Owen Walters, who is one of the founding members of Bugs, um, and uh, the history was made. I was actually I was going from one from one from one studio to another as an engineer um, and uh, came back to hooking up with my old buddy, Owen Walters, uh, oh, a.k.a. Afronaut, as he's now, now well-known, and worked with um, worked on the Bugs with Bugs in the Attic. Um, but I have to say that my music, my, actually my music career, actually, I will not give my, one of my, I have to give my mention to my boy. Uh, his name is uh, Noodles from Groove Chronicles. He does the UK garage kind of thing. Very big on the scene on that. And, uh, you know, he gave me my first kind of break as an engineer, brought me in from listening to one of my cassettes, you know, and loved what I did. And I've never looked back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That that and and actually that that speaks to one of the questions I had. That's I mean, you, I'm glad you you brought that in because uh, I have a lot of um, I teach and I have a lot of students. Um, I teach uh, music technology, and these students have a lot of them have some really great uh, great music. Um, but they're trying to figure out what is the way to get in the door. Yes. And it's like that, uh, and, and and it it is that really that first break. It's like someone actually giving you a chance. Give me, and there's plenty of people out there. Sometimes the mistake that a lot of the students go, a lot of the people who's beginning always want to go to the top tier of the, of the, of like DJs and, and record labels. But there's people that's under there who are, you know, who are hungry for music, um, who are in, it was in the same, it was in the same, like, the same crew or same, like, radio station or whatever. And, but mm-hmm. they just, like, underneath. And those people are often forgotten. And sometimes you need to approach those people. If you approach those guys who are just under and just bubbling and ready to, you know, ready to blow, you know, I mean, they, it always seems to be, it always seems to be a working, you know, they always seem to be ready to be more open to your music, especially mm-hmm. if it's good music. You know what I'm saying? They want to, they want to make their mark and be unique. So those, 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 that crew that's under, who are, who's bubbling, who's working away, just like, like you as an independent artist, once you, you know, those are the kind of connections that you need to make. Eventually, those guys are, the guys at the top always listen to the guys on the bottom, the, the, just under them, to find out what's what's hip. Because sometimes right, they, often right, lose, right. they often lose touch. So when they hear "What's this? Oh, this is my boy." Da da da. So you usually then it goes to the next level. Then you'll find that yeah, it it, right. it, it, will, it will transfer goals upwards. You know what I'm saying? So you know, always keep your base happy. You know, right. keep the, right. the the base the base 
don't always go to the top tier. They they often get the, they get so much stuff that they you're often you're more than more than often lost in the mix, as I say, you know. Right. So yeah, yeah. that's very interesting you saying that. Um, you know, for, you know, in terms of that, there's there's also you know there's you know always the usual stuff like SoundCloud and and all that, but to still to get to the people that will be airing it, you know, you know, streaming. Right. Those are very important. Right. Those are very important people. Those were important people. You know? Yeah, and that's that. That requires interpersonal skills, being able yes. to communicate to people, reach yes. out, uh, follow up. You exactly. know, just just be personable. Yeah, yeah just really be personable. So glad. A lot of people are willing to listen to what you've got, especially if you come in yeah. and you come in with the right attitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. You know, they will say, "Oh, I like his attitude." Oh, then okay, let me listen to his music. You know. Right, right. I do that all. I do that all the time. A lot of people come and approach me, and out of it, I've you know, I've created opportunities for these guys because the people when I say oh, I like that music, I then I spread it, spread the word to my other folks. They say, "Who's this?" I say, "Oh, this is this thing. How can I get in contact contact with them?" So I give them the information, and things happen. You know, right. Right. That's awesome. No, that is so. I'm so glad that you said that because, in terms of not always trying to reach for the the top person, and I think sometimes you know, <laughs> the assumption is that that top is is it. But right. yeah, there's so much you know, and particularly, um, obviously, this lovely accent we hear. You are Elaine from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> But I think particularly, I know for me as an independent soul artist, um, that independent soul niche, while it may be um, an an independent soul jazz niche, while it may be small, it's a very loyal community. So um, there's so many DJs within that space who, like you said, are hungry and are wanting to, you know, get their hands on, whether it's to get on their um, podcast or their, you know, online radio, um, or if it's that, you know, producer or, you know, person that's trying to kind of work with another artist to kind of bring things up. Um, and they're very accessible. And, you know, by by doing that, you know, even if it's not the major, you're not on Radio 1 or you're not on whatever. Exactly. It's, it's you know, particularly now, so many people are listening to music you know, on the down low and trying to find different, you know, um, internet stations. So, yeah, no, that's really, really important. And there's so yeah. much, you know, you've got a whole world of people. Whole world. You, you just, let's go on the internet, you know, I mean, just even you just Google mm-hmm. radio DJ soul, if you, if you, whatever genre you're doing, if you're doing the new wave soul kind of thing, or you're doing, you know, soul music in general or hip hop, whatever. There are DJs around the world who mm-hmm. are there. You know what I'm saying? It's not just mm-hmm. like you, you know. A lot of people make mistake of just keeping it local, right? Right. right. You, you know, local's good. That's your that's that's your home. Right. There's a whole wide world of nine billion people, or I don't know how many billion people out in the world out there who listen right. to. Have you have the opportunity to connect with them? You know. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and you're, you're hitting a, a major point is that um, people talk about distribution or talk about uh, airplay. And really, the best airplay you can get is from DJs. 
Yes, exactly. Mm. It's still it's still that, it's still the best airplay so far that you can do you can get. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. You know, if you can, if you're lucky enough to get onto one of these um, very influential groups in like in Spotify, or mm. right. you know, who, you know, then that's even best. That's really good. Or you know, it's one of those streaming who does those streaming groups that you know that will stream that that has very big influence. There's a few of them. I've been told about, you know, which I have not investigated myself. I need to find out about this, you know, because a lot of right. things, this technology keeps moving mm. and it creates new, not only new opportunities, but also kind of like, you know, the, the downside has been like the other, the other, the other technology is, you know, is, is, is unre- unre- unrelevant sometimes, you know, mm. that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to keep up with what's being used right now in terms of, how our music is being, how being how music's been exposed, Actually, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's awesome. you know, yeah. There's this whole thing now. Um, this whole this whole thing like like downloads, downloads is um the the rate of downloads is going down, and how streaming is so important. Yeah, downloading is about to. I was actually reflecting on that today. I was driving because I had downloaded this song that I just I liked. I just said, okay, I'm gonna. I, when I love a song, I download it. You know, I buy it. Um, but I'm like, oh my god, you know, iTunes has kind of announced that you know, 2019, they're you know no longer going to have downloads, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, like what? <laughs> and it just made me sad. But you know, it's 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 kind of like. How now do you negotiate to get to the next? How you negotiate the new technologies mm-hmm. so that it makes it financially sound for you? And that's right. the that's the challenge of the moment. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny because vinyl. I mean, vinyl is still well. I'm, that's my my preference. I love putting things out on records, as the old the old term goes, vinyl mm-hmm. records, mm-hmm. and and that has been steady and. Um, and there's new ways that you can do that. You know, there's a way, there's a there's a fundraising way of doing it. There's a there's a group of um, there's a there's a website that I'm gonna just about to gonna try out for my next release called Crates, where mm. people pre-order like like you're doing a fundraiser, like a crowdfunding mm. to to produce um, to produce album um, produce vinyl. Mm. So. So there's those new technologies where you can go directly to your fans or directly to your people and say, all right, I need a hundred people to prepay for this so you can get your, so I couldn't order these vinyls. And yeah, Crates is, well, Crates is just one of, one of many sites that's doing that. Like, um, uh, let me, let me spell that to you, spell that out to you. It's www.qrates.com. Okay. Um, Yeah, thanks. Great tip. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is a good tip. That's a it's a really good tip. And and you know, like you were just saying, having kind of that direct contact with your you know, with those people, like you just said, a hundred people. I mean, it doesn't have to be millions of people. I no, think we get really caught up. <laughs> but a hundred people paying, you know, ten, twenty bucks, I mean, you know, it just it makes a big difference. So I mean, it, you know, you know, it's hard. You know, I can see it's it's, it's, a, it's you know, I mean, it's a lot of challenges though, though. But if you put in the hard work, I think that it becomes it can be rewarding. You know, what I'm saying so. Mm-hmm. You 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 like you said, you you as you said. You, being an independent artist like it's your own business mm-hmm. um and you are making you are 
you're you are the person that's on the name of that bank account. Put it that way, you know. <laughs> that's yeah. no, you know, there's nothing beholding there. There's no one else that's there. It's your name as the bank account. So you have to be responsible for making that. And ultimately, you have to be responsible for you, for you to be making sure that you are making it work financially right. and in terms right. of business. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, you can't be. Right. You can't be blaming any. You know, you've, if it comes down to it, it, if you can't find a distributor to do it, why don't you go directly to the sites yourself? I mean, there's a loads of mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're putting out vinyl, why don't you go down, putting out records or vinyl? You don't have to use a distributor. If a distributor doesn't want to take you on, you can go right. directly to the record stores. Yeah, be your, be your own distributor. Yeah, yeah be your yeah. own distributor. Like he says, you just make you like a digital. Uh, back of the back of the um, back of the trunk kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like back in the day, yeah. you know. But you do it exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you do it on a worldwide scale, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Well, it's the, it's I'm the sorry, I, I want to. I'm like, I have yeah. my question. Go, Will. Yes, we try to go back and forth, and I, I suck. I take over. Go. On. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I, I sort of want to shift gears and and uh, and talk about a couple. Uh, projects. Well, one project, but uh, but also I want want to get your take on on working with um, some of the other other artists that you work with, like Macy Gray and Amy Winehouse. But uh, one project that I really enjoyed uh, was the Red Hot Riot tribute to Fela Kuti, and uh, I saw that you had you all had worked on uh, Zombie Part One, so that that was awesome. Uh, yes, t- how was that? That was amazing. That was kind of like interesting to for for when the whole process came about. And this, and I think it was the one that really put that that really project really put Bugs in the Attic on the on the American on the American um, site. Radar, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. um, who's these guys putting out this? You know, the reaction that we heard was like, "Who are these guys?" You know, had all these <laughs> right, top. Right. You had like D'Angelo, and you had you had um, you had Nile Rodgers, and all these mm. other you know yeah, top tier yeah, top tier yeah. level musicians, and then there's Bugs in the Attic. Who the hell? Who is it? Who comes there? Who, who the hell are they? <laughs> right, right. But but that tune is hot. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of funny because I'm working. One of the, originally we, that project was brought 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 to us by um brought to us by one of the I forgot his name now. Hmm. But I forgot the name. But anyway, the manager brought down um uh, a manager of fella came down and he brought one of his um, guys to come and do the main vocals. But we were not satisfied. Mm. So we got Woomi. And, I've, mm. and we personally, I personally know Woomi for ages. She used to be my dancer partner and used to wear me out. You know what I'm saying? We used to go on the dance floor. <laughs> right? And, mm-hmm. and Woomi would, you know, I know her, her, her stuff from Masters at Work when she did, um, um, she did, uh, I think she did, uh, a couple of tracks with them, mm. and I said when I heard her voice, it's like her, she was like a female um, incarnation of Fella, and it's like this mm. is what we want. Right, right. The other guys, the other, other people were were good, but they were too like too polished, you know. Right. We wanted mm-hmm. a bit raw, so when we got her, said, "Boomy, could you come in and jump on this?" She said, "She said with no problem. She has no hesitation. She jumped on. She jumped on, and she said that." She was re- she was actually approached approaching uh, Red Heart and Red Heart and the Heart Riot crew to get mm-hmm. it, you know help help get it done. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but they didn't get back to her. I said, no, no worries, you got to, you, you, I want you to do this job. And I didn't realise how important this track was, really, truly once. Um, I heard a story about what um, Zombie was all about and what, co- what consequences it came politically from right, this. Right. It ultimately, it, the, you know, if people don't know, the song became an anthem in Nigeria and it was basically, mm-hmm. you know, basically talking about the police and how they are, how they act like zombies, you know, uh, being, pu- mm-hmm. being puppets from the from the Nigerian government of the, of the time, and it, the the police got so the police and got so and so pissed off, so if I can say that, that yep, they raided mm-hmm. <laughs> that it ultimately it killed um it killed um it killed fella's mother. Fella. Mom, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a very important song that we were doing. I said, wow, I didn't know that it was that deep. So for us, it's get, we need to get that right, you know, musically, right. Right. musically, vibe-wise, keep the rawness of, of what Fella's about, but do it in a, up to date. And, you know, once we, we, once we were on that path, the collective, because, you know, you know, we have seven. We've got seven men in the crew. You know, seven producers in the crew. Mm-hmm. All right, all brilliant, but all with different ideas. But this, I remember this one specific. This one was like we were on the same mindset. You know, wow, yeah. Right. And, you know, it, yeah, and that, it, it, this, you know, you captured. It was one of those magical moments that yeah, we had. Yeah, wow. you know, you know? yeah. Sure, her voice is awesome on the track, and, oh, the, and yeah. the track is, yeah. is is amazing. Yes, and that whole album is just ridiculous. Oh, I mean, it you is, got Royal Grove, uh, yeah, yeah, just everybody on there. So, yeah, yeah, great. It, it it was like one of those amazing moments of that whole whole bugs era. Just that that whole year, so many amazing things was happening in terms of the the, the work that we were doing. You know, mm. beautiful, nice. excellent, yeah, Good stuff, excellent stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean and I mean that that along with, you know, you obviously we would love to hear more about um, you know, experiences working with some of these, you know, after explaining that, that's like magnificent. And then we have Amy Winehouse and May, Macy Gray and all of that, you know, for you like what <laughs> I mean, how is I I know people are going to want to know, you know, you know, all about that and, and how you even kind of made, you know, those connections or is it just, you know, relationships or. It's kind of, it's kind of amazing because, you know, um, you, we, as, as we were, we were known for our remixes. So we often don't, often don't see these people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get the, we get the vocals, we get the parts and we right. do our, we, we remix it, but you know, Right. It's kind of interesting that it's, you know, like Macy Gray cites that our mix of her, um, um, uh, when I see you, mm-hmm. um, as one of the became a main mix for the US market, um, mm-hmm. and and like Amy Winehouse becomes a a anthem that even up today I play it out like in a in a club, and mm-hmm. the majority of people know these tunes. It's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's just like. We work. We we work in isolation. We don't know what's going on. We, we, <laughs> right. we, we don't know what's going on the outside. We we just do a good product. We test it out. We test out the, our tunes out at our, the local club that we got that we that we run co op. You know, mm-hmm. 
and we test out the tune there. If it goes down well there, then we know we're on to a winner. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of crowd that we work. But we we don't see how it permeates until we're outside and see what goes on. Mm-hmm. From from where I play, we play. I play the tune. Say people are going nuts over it and start singing out, singing it out. It's like wow, you mm-hmm. know. But you know, mm-hmm. it, as I say, the whole process of we us working together as bugs in the attic. You know, um, mm-hmm. imagine seven man together. The first, the, really, the first. You know, really, the first re, from the first remix that we that we got well known for, which was the four hero one. Um, mm-hmm. Hold it down. Um, with the, the imitable Lady Alma on the lead vocals, that kind of, that was like, um, that was that was kind of like, we had different ideas on it. You, we we did everything and we would, we would have arguments over just <laughs> one sound for a whole day. <laughs> we would, literally, we would have an argument about one sound and the whole thing would stop for that. And while we, while we, Passionately, yeah. Say, why should we have that sound? One sound. That's that one sound should be there. No, that should sound to not be there because da 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 blah 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 blah. Right. So you know, we, we we go through that as well. You know, what I'm right. saying, you know, right. um, we we almost like a you know you know like a family. We you know we have our our differences in terms of opinions in terms of production, but in the end, in the end, we are all de- our, our our principal idea is to make sure that. Our mix is heard above every other every other mixes, including the original, and that's our that's our mission statement. Right, you know, awesome, awesome. That that I I just want to say that's that's uh that's amazing that seven of you all can work together <laughs> to create a mix. Uh, hey, it's not that, easy, man. That wins. <laughs> I, I I mean I. I have arguments with myself. <laughs> so. I know, I know. But that's just how, you know, that's how you know you're really, um, you know, the, the, how music kind of just really is this this connector thing. And so, you know, and it's so, it can be so synergetic, synergetic if it's in the right, you know, space. So that's definitely proof of that because I'm kind of like, Will, I have arguments with myself too. So, we have seven different producers. Wow. In one room. Goodness. Wow. That's crazy. And, yes. and that can encourage other people who are listening, who are maybe, you know, who are producers and aspiring. You don't have to just be in isolation. Like, no, no, you don't have to be in isolation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to bounce off everybody else. I think it was, it was we had a great more than often we had a great time doing it rather than you know I'm saying having our having our arguments you know although there's we have, you know as anything in any group anybody knows in any group or any situation there's issues to be dealt with you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know if it yeah. be financial be it personality be it you know differences in on musical taste or you know or being in different planes you know you know it the story always happens that there's a difference and sometimes we're not on the same page and sometimes we need to, you know, we need right. to take a break from each other, but, you know, but we right. still love each other, you know, we still, right. we still, we still talk to each other and say, how are you doing? Yeah. And we, sometimes we do work together, you know, you know, sometimes in elements, sometimes there's bugs. Right now we, there's a, we're sort of, it's kind of coming up to 20 years that we've been mm. bugging together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 19- 21 something 
some say twenty um or is it, some say twenty one years, so we're you know we come of age you yeah. know what I'm <laughs> so i mean and I, I I'm wondering how where all that time went, yeah, time is like Good. moving way. Yeah. Way too fast. I have a question, and it's, it's shifting gears just a, a little bit. You are now, um, you know, you're here in the States, and um, you're now in uh, based in Nashville. I know Atlanta was, yeah, home. So for you, you know, come, you know, being, you know, originally starting your music stuff in the UK and now living here, like what, what would you say, um, is it a big difference you know, being out here and doing what you're doing as an artist, does it not make much a difference because, you know, you're still, you got your, you've got your audience, but what, what has that been like for you, I guess, to be <laughs> stateside now versus, you know, back home in the UK? It's very interesting. A lot more, as he's saying, you know, I mean, it's a lot more, a lot more business goes on here in the States mm-hmm. Um, rather than the UK. UK is a bit more vibey, you know what I'm saying? It's a bit mm. more... And then the money <laughs> thing comes in kind of like later, you know? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of like we... What I'm... What I mean, it's, it's... For me as an engineer, uh, as also, and as a producer, it's kind of like I love the idea that we're dealing with the business before we get into work, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So... Um, so we talk about how the, the 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 fees. We talk about the the the, the splits and all that in before we get into really get into the work, which we don't do that in the UK as is do that UK as much. I don't know if it's a UK reserve. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning as a, as a man from the Britain to talk about money. We don't talk. You know, <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it, and not to be and you know what I mean I'm trying to you know. Or I'm I'm still embarrassed about it. I have to get over myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. No, I mean, and, and which is why we're even doing this podcast, the music business, you know, and people understanding, you know, it's interesting you said it's more vibey in the UK and, you know, that to me, you know, registers the kind of the creativity space and, you know, all of that. But, um, you know, the business is, is still such an important part of things. And, um, you know, we really are hoping that our, our audience kind of, that's kind of why we're doing the podcast is so that people recognize, you know, the, that the business has to complement, you know, ultimately the vibe. Most uh, definitely. Well, really, if, if, if your business is straight, then the vibe is even better because everybody's I'm, I'm, secure. Exactly. Exactly. And it's something that I'm bringing back to when I go back to the UK is I'll deal with the business first and it's, it seems to make everything such a smoother smoother mm. everything smoother mm-hmm. uh, um you know what i'm saying on that on that side it doesn't it, and it doesn't impinge on the creativity at all really and truly mm-hmm. um i'm finding yeah. it's just that it's i think people in the u well, i think people in the uk once they especially in the independent scene mm-hmm. and if you see yourself you see some value in yourself you can actually value what's your what you're worth you know Mm-hmm. And right. and tell them that this this is how I see how much it, this how much it is and don't be embarrassed to ask as well you know what I'm saying it's like how much do you think I should how much is it that I need to pay you know, you know <laughs> right. Uh-huh. right right yes I need to make a budget so tell ask them straight how much is it going to be yeah. and if they come in there I say ask ask them again just make sure you get an answer you know sometimes <laughs> it, it, it 
is that they want to, they just want to be part of a community, which is all well and good. And that really does work, that whole music, music community thing, mm-hmm. because it, it creates, uh, it's something that the UK has been doing for a long time. In terms yeah. of, the, in terms, especially with the underground scene, underground music, black music scene over there, we had yeah. to create our own. We had to create our own situation, our own um, infrastructure, as they say. Um, very mm-hmm. much modeled on the hip hop thing, you know what I mean? And when mm-hmm. we used to do the jungle thing, that that was all very underground. But we created an infrastructure that made it successful and bypassed the 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 um, the more commercial side. And then you know, it's happening. It happens again in the UK garage scene the grime scene right now and the UK, the new absurdity of the UK jazz scene that's happening right now. So it's all based on, all based on, on on the community and, and um, very much on community and um, how I'll say it, um, uh, um, creating their own, their own um, situation, as I said, you know, have they, to the point that where you have your own radio station, that you have your own, you have your own magazine. Becoming self-sufficient. Yeah. Self-sufficient. Very much, yeah. A, yeah. very much a hip-hop model, which, you know what I mean, you, the, the soul scene in the UK has is, uh, 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 has a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? They have an infrastructure that is, they have their own radio mm-hmm. stations, and DJs, promoters that, as you say, works for the, uh, um, that works for the, that community, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think that's what I love about it. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not, you know, on the, uh, you know, so much the DJ per se scene, but I, it's the same kind of, you know, community, you know, within the just kind of the indie soul, R&B, whatever. It's that same, you know, sense of community we share. You know, when I go um, abroad, it's, you know, it's a community of um, fans, obviously, that, you know, follow and come, but then, the radio community is really tight. So, you know, this DJ kind of knows this DJ and, you know, technically I guess you're somewhat, you know, competing or whatever, but um, at the same time, there's still a sense of, of community and, and support. And I do think here in the States, um, it's so difficult. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. so difficult to create that sense of, you know, community and not that there's, there's pockets, um, but I'm, I'm glad that you're mentioning that. And, you know, um, I think that it needs to happen more here. You know, this is my, it's my mission. It's my mission to make that happen. Make it happen, Daz. Make it happen. Listen, listen, you don't understand that what I'm doing and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. using, no, no, I know what influence I have. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect all the dots because, my music, you know, I mean, my musical taste and my music production is not just about one type of music. It's all forms of black music, and you know, from right from jazz to black tronica. You know, what I'm saying, and yeah. connecting all the mm-hmm. dots and making everybody work together, and widening widening yeah. it out. Just not, you know, it's not in the soul scene, not just in the hip hop scene, not in the house scene, but everybody into interconnecting and interweaving, and that's that's my ultimate goal, really and truly. While I'm here in the states. Awesome. You know, I make it international. You know, well, uh, well, we're we're running close to our, our end know. on time, and I, and I want to make sure you get in some of the things that you're you're working on now, and you just alluded to some of that, but also any projects that you got coming up and, and yes, other things. This, so yeah, just let let folks know. Right, let's yes, uh, let me go through a few of them. There's, there's too many. 
As well, there's too many. As I said, I'm working. I'm continuing working with um, Harry Simmons, my partner in crime, my my musical soulmate. You know, I call him. My, all right? right. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't go work for. I couldn't have a better musical partner than that mm. dude. All right. Beautiful. All right. Um, but with that, I've got some. I've got some new stuff coming out. I'm working with Donny. Mm. Um, a, a amazing mm. project called. Um, it's going to be make the American mythology. You put an album called American mythology. It's, mm. This is another American mythology revisited, but we're doing it like a house opera style. You know. Great. Um, there's there's a there's a project I did in the UK called Homemade, which I did with a with a guy called Daniel March and a. Amazing singer called Kavita Singh and a good friend, and we literally recorded that in her front room. Um, you know, mm. of some food that that's going to be that's and where that came out, it came out really nice. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just finishing doing finishing touches to um Julie Dex's new album, um, mm. that should be to be out soon, yeah. yeah. And I'm working with um. An LA rapper um, called Blue, um, uh, amazing. He's like a young common, and uh, he's doing okay. he's doing he's he's doing things big things at the moment. People know who he is, you know. what I'm saying out there. So I'm working with him. He's working with a number of people like Madlib and um, Shafiq Hussein of uh, Sawa Creative put, um, um, Creative Partners. Um, so I'm be part of that project, which I'm which I'm kind of like really excited about plus i've got i've got too many too many things going on <laughs> i know we have to do part two we're gonna get we're gonna get cut off on our time yeah but... i know I, I could talk for another two hours but you know ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that no that's all just juicy stuff so we'll make sure that in our notes we include you know your social media handles so that people can follow you and um you know make sure that they are staying tuned because he he is he's just a mad producer and fantastic person so we really appreciate you doing this as thank you very much thanks for inviting me yeah amazing pleasure fantastic work with me too so i i just thank you wednesday girl i still post up and people are <laughs> so i just appreciate you yes a, a time, and i have to say kenya you're one of the best and i Aww, want to work with you again you. You. <laughs> all right well, we're down we're probably yep. over our time <laughs> yeah yeah well well th- thankfully we still have it so yeah <laughs> We, we we got it all. Thank but you. Th- thank you for, uh, for coming on, and uh, we'll, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'll be listening. I'll be listening. All right. All right. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. Thank right. you very much. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising 
on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.